Welcome to the Soma Soulworks Podcast. We hope here to equip, empower, and inspire a global community of creatives through rich, Christ-focused conversation. Thanks for joining us today. Hello, and welcome to the Soma Soulworks Podcast. Today, I have our artist, Anna, joining us. Hello. And our programmer, Josh. Hi. And I'm Sammy. I'm a designer. And so today, we wanted to talk about that hot topic everybody is on about, AI-generated art. Woo! Woo. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, um, honestly, uh, it's... You know, we've had such strides in the technology lately, and it's been really cool. Um, We actually are using it in office as like placeholder sort of visuals in one of our our big tools for our story game. Um, And it gives us less artistically inclined designer brains something to latch onto and look at and to like really help as placeholders without having to bug the art team. But you know, as with all new technologies and tools in the world, there are wrong ways to kind of use it. And all this sort of, um, it's just sparked a lot of debate in general about like whether or not it should be or could be considered art um, if there's no sentience or really real effort put into it. So um, yeah, who wants to open that can of worms? <laughs> I guess I could start. Um, one thing that has been a theme in the past few years has been how do we montanize art and how do we copyright who gets what art and you know how is the dispensing of this art taken care of I guess for a lack of a better word especially with NFTs being such a big thing nowadays Mm -hmm. um I remember a similar conversation coming up about um well you could just take a screenshot of their picture and then you have their NFT or like how does the dispersing of art um, matter or how can you track it and with this new AI feature how can we track what has been taken from other artists how can we track who's using it as concept artist art for games or how how is it getting used and who's making money off of it potentially i think Mm -hmm. once we throw dollar signs at the art is when things get a little muddy um but it's a fuzzy line because ai is created by humans and at at first it is kind of comical to see you know type in a few words and art appears like that's pretty miraculous tech but It's also, there's a fine line of what is morally right and wrong, I would say. Yeah, on the, on the, the I guess the topic of, um, like, is it art? I think there's, there's kind of a definition question that perhaps needs to be handled first. Um, Art is a term that is very subjective um, as to, like, when you get into the details of, of what counts, um, you know, is, uh, is, is, is just painting a canvas red. Is that actually art? Um, is, is art defined by what it means to what the artist is trying to communicate or is it defined by what does it mean to the viewer? Um, does art require intent, which would imply that 
it needs to be created by something with it. sentience. Does art require a certain amount of skill or craft to be um, involved? Like um, all these are questions that I think different people have different answers on. Um, and trying to, if if the goal is to say like, here is a universal definition for everybody on what art is, I don't think that's actually ever going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, it's it's going to be a messy conversation as people kind of back and forth work out like what what do you think this term means what do you think this term means and then at the very least we can start with an understanding okay you mean this so from your definition uh maybe you don't you don't care about intent or um effort or any of that stuff you just care about like what is the thing, does it look nice? Does it look pretty to me? Then it's art. And then I can say, well, like, and by that definition, then anything made by an AI, at least that you think is pretty, is art. Uh, but maybe my definition is like, no, there needs to be an intent to create art um, there, which would disqualify um, at least the AI side of it. Um, you can then kick the can down the road and say like, um, um, well, the person driving it, now the AI is a tool for the person driving it. Um, and that is, that is frankly just another conversation that you can also have. Um, so like, but the, the definition is going to be really important on that, that topic. I agree. And I also, I guess it's worth noting that I think that's been hotly debated in the art sphere for centuries. So we're definitely not going to have any answers here, Yes, but it is an important, like to recognize that that is kind of the root of the controversy is just that we are never going to be able to agree on on a definition. And so if we can't even define art, how are we supposed to define what an artist is? You know, is the artist the guy who is putting in the prompts to the tool? Um, is the artist the guy who made the tool in the first place? Do they have joint artistry over any output stuff? Like, yeah. Yeah. And I, I suppose that was kind of what I was getting at, but didn't actually say is like, uh, maybe the focus shouldn't be so much on what is art in a universal context as so much, what is art to the person you're talking to? Mm, Um, Yeah. I think that's something that we can actually like two people can talk and make progress in nailing down um, what it means to each individual person. And then at least when they communicate, they know what each other is saying. Yeah, totally. I think speaking to one main emotion about the controversy is fear from Mm. the artist's point of view. Um, I kind of went through the stages of grief when, you know, figuring out, is is this robot coming for my job as an artist? Um, A lot of people work hard to get into the industry, and it's already a pretty tough industry to get into. And if someone is just able to generate um, content while another person is, you know, putting in the hours and effort and skill to improve and get better so they can find a niche in their field. There's, there's a new competition now. Mm -hmm. Um, at first I was very fearful, like, oh, am I going to have to fight robots for my job? But how this AI tech works is it needs references in order to function properly. And that base understanding might I don't know, inspire some people to keep believing that artists will always be needed, whether there are robots or not, there will always need to be an origin for the art and an idea needs to be created in order for an AI to latch onto it sort of thing. So 
if there is if there are people out there who are losing hope over the idea of this AI could could really change the art industry, just know that there will always be a need for raw art from artists in the first place for this tech to work. So don't be disheartened. (laughs) Super true. And I also think there's just a lot of good stuff there for it being like a tool to work with artists. And I know that's, and that really comes down to how we end up applying the technology once we have it. Um, So in that respect, it'll end up being on all of us as individuals and as corporations and businesses um, to make sure we're towing that line and like making deliberate decisions on like, hey, I could do this with an AI, but like maybe I should also have like, you know, a person that puts it in. And then once I have the output product, like then have that human touch to it of making it better and and cleaner, um, uh, fixing the little discrepancies that end up getting people caught when they are trying to pass off AI art as their own work. Like there's still flaws in it because it's not perfect yet, but it is going to just keep getting better and, um, you know, harder to, to tell the difference. But I like your notion too, that, you know, maybe in the future it's like, okay, to, you know, I don't know what the copyright laws are going to end up being, but maybe there'll be a whole new job department, which is like, Hey, we need you to create a hundred unique works in this style that we want so that we can feed it to our bot that will then create all the specific assets or repose um, things down the line. And that could be really cool. Like Mm -hmm. you get to be the bot wrangler or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) That would be a cool tool. But past that, um, I will go out there and be uh, make my bold claim that if you really, you should not pass off AI artwork as your own artwork. Um, it, I think it's very important for the transparency of like the bot generated this. But I do think it's also fair to call yourself sort of the, um, I don't know what you would call like the Wrangler, but there is a certain wordsmithing and artistry to know how to best input prompts to your your AI tool and like I don't want to belittle that because that really is you know and and of course you need the artist's eye as well to understand what is and isn't a keeper um Mm -hmm. but yeah especially when knowing that that the bot can can take references from anybody who's currently living and working and trying to make a living off of art uh it's definitely just, you know, don't don't go out there and do scummy things with it. Don't be that guy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And they're, the AIs that exist currently, they're incredible machines. Mm-hmm. The props to the people who have made AI to do such things like that in itself could be considered art. Um, I, every time I've gone online and looked at and generated art myself just to see what the hype was about, each time I was amazed that, wow, a robot just threw these images together. It's really cool. I think the big question is, where does this fit in the industry where art can be competitive? I think that's the looming Mm -hmm. uncertainty right now within the industry, I would imagine. Well, I'd also love to know, as, as a programmer, Josh, how you feel about, like, there is a coder or a team of coders behind all these AI engines, and, like, 
I don't know a whole lot about that world, but I'd imagine there's probably some pretty fierce competition there too, just to be the the better AI programmer. Um, or I don't know if they all all share it or whatever or, or how that works. To be honest, I'm not really part of that world either. Um, I mainly stick to, to game development as my programming, but um, have seen like like AI is in like in a broader scope is a generally like it's very big right now. Um, in terms of programming, um, lots of people trying to do all thing, all kinds of things uh, with AI, um, and art is uh, one of them. Um, and yeah, it's like uh, like like Anna said, like it's it's on a technological level, it's very very impressive, um, and like really like good good job, props to the people who who make those because that's a complicated thing to do, um, and it, take, it takes a lot of skill, a lot of time. Um, uh, but uh, beyond that, I, I'm not very familiar yeah. with uh, the actual process. Because I know, uh, I feel like I've heard about people trying to generate some like adaptive AI learning tools that are supposed to help uh, with like design and coding to actually generate those those functionalities uh, to take out some of the grunt labor. Um, I don't know if we really. I mean, I guess you kind of see that in in tools like um i know i just got dungeon alchemist which is just uses some sort of ai backend to intelligently decide this should be a bathroom and this should be a bedroom and help you create um like dnd maps um but yeah i'm realizing i haven't really seen too much on but I've but I've heard whisperings that there there's things that I can write your code for you so that you don't have to be smart. <laughs> I might be misquoting this, um, so feel free to cut this <laughs> if it doesn't go as I planned. But there's an old notion that our ancestors worked hard so that we could play hard. I guess, mm, yeah, or where um, they put in the elbow grease to build all of these systems and and we we so we could be raised to be the poets and the artists and things like that and then especially in this generation we're seeing a lot of technology that does things for us and there's a lot of fear where it's like these things are going to take away our purpose in life which is to create or to work or you know do things with our hands um but it was somewhat predicted that it would end up this way that the the road of technology was going to eventually take over so we could hopefully rest and Mm -hmm. have time to create and be more of ourselves um and i'm curious to see if this is part of that story how maybe ai is taking a load off of artists in a way where most of the work could potentially be done for us, which is kind of, it's, it's uncertain if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but we're seeing that there is, there could be a use for it. I think that's a really excellent point and does speak to something we've talked about on the show before is that we've at some point, like we keep making these strides to get more and more efficient at doing things. And in theory, what we should be doing is getting more efficient so that we have more time 
But instead, all we've done is gone more efficient so we can fit more into the same amount of time. We're not ever cutting back. We're just cramming more and more and more. And that feeds into that sort of like anxious cycle of, um, of uh, you know, the, like we've talked about when we, why we need the pause app and why we need to, to take this extra time. And I think that's, you know, just a good point to recognize that maybe this is starting to help with that push towards like, look, you can get the same amount of, you can get eight hours of work done in four hours. You could use that and then like still work eight hours or you could, you know, maybe just work the four hours and like do more fulfilling things with your life. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, of course, we've got the debate of like, how do you get eight hours of money in four hours? But you know, that's (laughs) that's a different can of worms, I suppose. (laughs) And the, the the competition will always be a thing. As soon as um, you invent something that allows you to do an eight-hour job in four hours, um, and you're willing to take those four hours off, someone else will take that same thing and do 16 hours of work in eight hours um, yeah. and make more. Or, or what they will do is they will, do, they will just sell it cheaper and mm-hmm. make eight hours of profit off of of what was previously six hours, 16 hours of work, but they're guaranteeing them for themselves uh, more business in a sense. That's um, true. And so competition kind of does become a thing where it, it recognizes excess and moves to, to use it for its own sake, mm-hmm. uh, which can be good and it can be bad. Yeah. yeah. I remember when I was earlier on in my art career, I used to think that I'm like, I'm going to be the Walmart of, of art. Like I'm like commissions cost too much. I'm going to do them for cheaper. Oh, that was such a cringe um, take to have. Cause like my Lord artists work. So young. I was was so young and naive. (laughs) I had no idea how economics worked or how expensive it is to run a house. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, don't be like, learn from my mistakes. <laughs> There's worth. You have worth in you your have art. Worth. And don't let these robots take it from you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It'll be like fine dining, you know? It'll be like, oh, I got a real artist, not any of that, you know, <laughs> AI art. <laughs> Just like, I bought real mac and cheese today instead of craft. <laughs> That's true. I didn't think of that. There could Perhaps. be a worth balance, because the definition of art is already so smudged. Maybe adding this into the ring makes real art that much more valuable. To certain people, it will certainly have a value simply because of um, the, the amount of effort that a human puts into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, not to say, like, like, like we've said before, like it will take a person to um, type out things. So depending on how much that expands, like maybe... The job of an artist is no longer like making the brushstrokes. Maybe the job of the artist morphs into typing out the words um, and basically repeatedly like, no, this isn't quite right. Let me rephrase that. No, that's not quite. Let me rephrase that. And having to put a lot of thought into what they're telling the machine to do. Um, and then that becomes the, the, the craft and the work that is recognized um, instead of um, what it was before. Yeah. So yeah, I guess if you take anything away from this episode, uh, don't despair if you are an artist and um, don't be a jerk. That's just a general rule of thumb. <laughs> and also, you know, don't don't fear 
fear change in technology just because we don't know what to do with it. Um, there will be probably a lot of growing pains as we grow into this, but um, all in all, it sounds like it probably is going to be for the better, as long as we choose to make it for the better. There will be people who will fight for and against it, and it will find its way into a groove. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. Well, cool. Thank you so much for joining us as we, uh, you know, work through that. Um, we, if you're interested, uh, we will have a small group curriculum talking about this. Uh, I mean, we do for every episode. So if you haven't checked that out, you might want to give it a look, especially if you want to bring these kind of discussions into your office or in workplace or maybe your church or a small group of friends. Um, beyond that, have a wonderful day and we will catch you on the next one. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for today's conversation. You can find us online at somasoulworks.org and continue these conversations with our small group curriculum. We hope to see you next time and have a great day.